Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're breaking down Season 3, Episode 5, Return of the Mac. Basically, somebody's going to have beef, somebody's going to eat that beef, and then we'll wrap the show. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Buzz TV. There we, oh, there we are. Of course. There this is the are. show where we break down every episode of Legends yeah. of Tomorrow, airing uh, Tuesday nights on the CW. Yes. I am one, and by far the least least talented host. Shut up, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Happy Go Jackie. Shut up with that silky voice. Get out of here. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna. Get, I wanna cuddle under your voice Ooh. and take a nice nap. You're That's always how- welcome. Oh, that voice. I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MR Dave Child or DaveChild.com. I'm Dave Child. I'm here for fun. <laughs> I would be Frank Moran if I could, but because you I don't can't, want that. I am Lex uh, Michael. I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. I, too, am here for fun because I'm the Crazy Lion, guys. And you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. We're for here fun. for fun. That's true. <laughs> That's just, that, that should be our new slogan for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're here for fun. That's right. We're going to make t shirts. <laughs> we're here for fun. So, of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give yes. us five stars on iTunes, not just because you like the show or you're just enjoying the fun that we're having. But to keep Lex Michael alive. Slurp, slurp. That's right. I think you're addicted now. I think that's the problem. Well, I know I can't stop drinking it. Yeah, he needs it. That's the only thing. That's true. I mean, when you become addicted to the cure... Yeah. But like I started mixing protein in with it, okay, so I good. do. I have like the f- I have them post workout. Mixing oh, gotcha. protein. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smart thinking. There you go. Nice liquid protein in there. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Mm-hmm. All right, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're there. Give us some like, thumbs nope, up. That was good. And Lucretia's got her computer up and running, which means the chat room is up and running as well. So feel free to hop in, share your thoughts about anything we're talking about tonight, yeah. or just uh, you know some general life questions you may have. Tell us how you're doing. Yeah. You know, what's your day like? What you eat for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> What's you wearing? Mm. I don't. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How did you drive to work? Which directions yeah. did you take? And so those nah, things, don't get too detailed with it. But yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in the minor details. Describe what you see in Frank's eyes. Yeah. Okay. That would be nice. <laughs> that way Frank won't know where you work. Frank's <laughs> 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 trying to find out. Yeah, where are you going? Like, yeah, where you work, where, where you, you live. <laughs> Put your address. <laughs> Tell us where you live. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Return of the Mac. Turn uh, out the Mac. And we start off very simply with turned out to be like a big vampire episode that we all saw on the tease, getting us all excited last week. Uh, it did not turn out as a quite as vampiristic as we had hoped it would be. No, very minimal vampirism. Well, yes. it was a little, yeah. you know, it's the it's the it's the it's the, the trick. 
It's the like bait and switch. Bait and switch. That's what I was looking for. There you go. For Halloween, you get baby aliens for the week after. I like how it's still like because I still feel a little Halloweeny. Yeah. I like kind of want to, and also this whole season's leading up to more and more supernatural stuff. Yeah. And I like that even though we didn't go full on into the vampire mythology, I like that we had little like a a sousam of a bunch of different types of weird mythology that would have been pertinent to the era because you had your vampirism, you have very very uh, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I was uh, like, ooh, are we getting from hell? (laughs) Uh, Rip in that hat, by the way, I need more of. Like, every episode now where he's not wearing that hat is going to make me sad. Um, But also the fact that Dark's resurrection turned out to be, even though it was uh, accomplished through magic, very Frankenstein-y. Very true. I thought they were going to go with, like, uh, oh, is that why it's Stein? Because he's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were going to do. There you go. Uh, well, plus, we also had some Sher- uh, Sherlockian kind of overtones yes. there. With yeah, the yeah. chat was just talking yes. about that. Ivan Soto and uh, Luna Malfoy were already bringing up all the Holmes references. And I Sherlockian. Do love that. Yeah, that was yeah. very nice. It's weird because there's all these like kind of hidden dad jokes, like Frankenstein and Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all this weird... It's there. I mean, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm grabbing it just because it's there. I'm not the one making these dad jokes. It's them. I swear. Well, to back it up to the very beginning, of course, is we always like to sometimes poke fun at the uh, the narration for the opening. I feel like they're getting sharper. They're getting sharper, and I feel like this one yeah. probably had like delivered the most gravitas, where it almost sold you. Like, okay, I guess I could buy them. Call being called legends. Rip delivered it in such a tone. You're right. like. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. Well, even when the the that narration feels very focused and feels like okay, we're ramping, we're ramping. Every time they drop a legends line at the end, it always it feels like a hard left. <laughs> yeah. And this was less jarring. Yes. For sure. Right. Well, it's I mean because it's always don't call them heroes, call them legends, and mm-hmm. that never feels like it's a. It feels like it's better than heroes. Yeah, it feels like a step up. Like a legend is a hero that has passed into mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and these <laughs> guys have not, they have not yet. <laughs> <sighs> but they're going to be. They're the yes. legends not of today, guys. Of tomorrow. They're of tomorrow. Manana. So we see you finally, though, because they, uh, we talked about this last week, Rick, uh, Lex, where we hadn't seen much of Rip this season. Yeah. yeah. And finally, he, boom, right out of the gate. We get ourselves some Rip Hunter. We also talked last week about whether or not we thought that Rip would still hold a position of authority in the Time Bureau yep. by the end of the season. And it's starting to look more and more Definitely like this, not. in fact, will not be the case. No. no I, the, one, the one problem I had with Rip this episode, because I feel like this often happens with Rip. They kind of just re rewrite them every single time they bring them back. Like they to fit the feels, need of the story they're yeah, trying. Yeah, to fit the need of the story. Now he's like all of a sudden back and he like misses them and wants to hang out with them. And it's like last time we saw him, he was he was scolding them. He was he he made the time bureau because of them and was like kind of an antagonist. And that's what I kind of liked about him was he was kind of. Yeah, the idea, them. We were talking about that a whole bunch, uh, the idea of Rip as a foil, and I think, I, I don't want to speak for any of you guys, but I think we were all pretty excited about that prospect, and it yeah. seems like we're w- already walking that back a little bit. Yeah, now it kind of feels more like first season Rip Hunter, where he's just like, come on, guys. Yeah. Help me this evil, scary thing. You gotta help me stop this evil, scary thing, you guys. It well, felt so out of place that I almost wondered, I almost felt like it was going to be the twist is that's not Rip, it's someone in a Rip Hunter mask or something. <laughs> yeah, that's very General Hospital. Or very yeah. Scooby-Doo. No. That's right. Uh, Scooby-Doo well, on General Hospital. The, uh, yeah. the way I thought about this is that it uh, if this episode, I feel like, 
was one I would have seen rather, rather seen later in the season. Right. Because yeah. like have it be have three episodes after he's been scolding everybody. Yes. It seems like way too quick for him to be doing that that kind of flip. Yeah. And for him to get, I feel like I wanted this to be kind of like the tail end of the, you know, the, the first half of the season, like for the fall finale. And it also yeah. seemed a little bit quick for the other agents of the Time Bureau to be making that deal with them. Because it seemed like at the end of the episode, okay, you told us where Rip is, now go go back your business, go yeah. break time again. Yeah, this definitely seemed like a mid-season finale, more of like a turning point for something, you know, really ramping up for like the following big reveal. And it's like, but it's not. We have, like, three episodes left before, you know, the big finale. Yeah, but there's also, like, you know, there's the crossover and yep. stuff that yeah. they have to deal True. with. So it kind of messes up their schedule a little yeah. bit. So it might have to move forward a little. Yeah, I mean, in some instances, it's nice for them to get that knowledge early in the season. Because I feel like sometimes the legends are way behind the curve. But just the way that Rip's character is kind of his trajectory is seems a little off to me in terms of yeah. what should be happening. But regardless... Uh, as we get to, we got Rip stuff. We also have Ray and Jax, and of course, the big thing that we left with last week is that Jax wants to sever the connection and break Firestorm up. Yeah, and Did, we got one of our best laugh out loud moments. Well, I was going to say the part, the really this entire uh, B plot in this episode. I think the element that leapt out to me the most was in the first scene with Ray and Jax, where Jax mentions that the last time he had sex, Stein was like, "Good job, Good job. Jefferson." I have questions. That was awesome. I, I have several questions. Well, go ahead and um, ask them. Was Stein, was Stein seeing through his eyes? Was Stein in the room? Were they firestorm while it was happening? Well, I don't think they were firestorm. firestorm. I, I think he felt it in the next room, but yeah. I was like, oh, this is going well. Yeah. He's lasting a while. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but also, I bet the flip happens. I mean, Stein is a wife. True. So he's not around his wife that often. <laughs> yeah. But I bet it happens sometimes. If they crave grapefruit, they must crave other things. I also you know? really, I really enjoyed how it seemed like Stein was discovering grapefruit in that moment. He was just like, this is wonderful. And it seemed like he had never, they established it like grapefruit was a thing. Like that was yeah, very yeah. much a staple of his diet. But Victor Garber played it with such wonderment that it was like, if you... Is this is this new for you? Did you forget grapefruit? I, I love that the two of them were bonding over grapefruit. That was a nice moment. Yeah. They when, did bring up that though. Like, have you ever put salt on grapefruit? Because they mentioned yeah. that in that scene. That's like I've never really. It's yeah, I don't like it because I mean, some people do it just because they don't like the bitterness of the grapefruit. But I like that. Yeah, so, but like, I put very, sugar on it. Too, I, yeah. As do I. I've never put salt on that. It seems weird to me. I feel like it. It will have a nice like margarita taste to it. Yeah, yeah I mean, Welcome there's a grapefruit talk. There's That's a right. salty dog as a drink with grapefruit juice and vodka too. Like okay. they, they would salt the rim sometimes. Where's this Twitter poll yeah. right now? I know. It's like <laughs> it's way better. How do you eat your grapefruit? <laughs> nope. It's going on there, guys. Um, Oh, I want to know what our fans eat and if they eat grapefruits, how they eat it. We had a lot of those serrated spoons in our house growing up because grapefruits were big. No, no, they weren't sporks. They were specific grapefruit spoons. Ooh, they had a, It was a spoon and then it had a jagged edit, edge at the end so you could really dig in. Man, is this an exciting right. episode. So don't call us heroes. Mm-hmm. We're grapefruits. <laughs> the other plot that we have going through this episode, too, is kind of the arc with Zari. Kind of, as usual, anybody that kind of joins a crew kind of wants to, has to learn yeah. what can you do with time travel. And as for somebody that's lost their family, that seems like the biggest thing that you want to do is like, wow, I'm on a time ship now. <laughs> Let's just go back and save my family. That and yeah. eat pancakes. And eat, and eat any food that you want. 
I also really like that that bowl was perfectly sized for the pancakes, yeah. which yes. makes sense. Like, if the ship is making them all of this food from scratch based on whatever technology it's got, it makes sense that it could also potentially create its own perfectly sized container. Well, so, I mean, because Sarah brings this up. It's like, well, why are you guys just eating, like, grapefruit, a bran right. muffin, and oatmeal? And Sarah says, well, once you've tried everything, you just kind of go back to the the, sta- the staples. Yeah. Do you think, like, just within three years that if you guys are on the Wave Rider, yeah. they, would you be so bored of all these great things you would just kind of like, I'm just going to have a bowl of oatmeal? They've got to fit into their super suits. That would be my thing, too, is, like, especially to the amount of fighting and exertion that they all yeah. engage in on a regular basis. you gotta, you got to get that good fuel. I mean, Rory is, is uh, drinking every morning. You know, so and I'm still like, you know, <laughs> I was pissed because it's obvious that they read my Twitter feed because they do. Thank you, Legend of Tomorrow, guys, for following me on Twitter. But I at least would like some credit because breakfast beer is something I've been trying to get off the ground for a long time here. And I constantly tweet about it. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, guys. But like, let's get a little bit of credit here. Is that a trend or a problem? Because um, I feel like it might be more of a problem. Now you sound like my mom. <laughs> now I really think yeah. it is a problem. <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's a thing. Like, you know, it settles your stomach. This your market I started, breakfast beer. I started it on the cruise, and I just didn't want to stop, you know? Yeah, it makes sense it would start yeah. on a cruise. Yeah, yeah I was like, this is a good idea. Exactly <laughs> where you would start it. Uh, I do have to say, since we're on uh, Zari, I, I love this actress. I think she's really good. Yes. And I feel like she's putting a lot of work into, into a role that they haven't... If I'm going to be honest, I don't think they put a lot of... Uh, time into the character as far as description. Like, she has uh, a family and a past that we know about, but it's all kind of typical superhero stuff. But she's able to... she's She has a presence and, uh, I think, an ability to kind of flush this character out without, like, much in the way of writing to, to help her out. I would agree. I think a lot of what we're seeing, and I, I feel the same way you do, I think a lot of what we're seeing that we're liking so much is what the actress is bringing to it. Yeah. And especially, too, like the, the rest of the team, this is now their third year working together. They're a cohesive unit. They're, there's, a, I'm sure, a f- bit of a familial dynamic going on, probably not just on screen, but behind the scenes as well. Yeah. The fact that it feels like she is absolutely rising to meet that level of consistency is commendable. Yeah, I also like that she likes Mortal Kombat. Even though, why does she like Mortal Kombat? Because she comes from 2041. It's a right? classic, though. Yeah, right? I know. It's yeah, but does, she doesn't know about it, does she? Does she has she playing Mortal Kombat, like, in 2041? Kind of like we play Atari. I mean, I would I like assume. Vinyl's yeah. big again? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, feel like she would be playing, like, like, games from 2020 and being like, wow, retro. Now she's she's playing his way back to her. That was like the caterpillar game we used yeah. to play on. <laughs> so like a snake bad. thing, yeah. snake where you just yeah. got bigger and bigger and bigger until you bumped into yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then you Those throw your days. phone. Yep. And I appreciate your concern, fans. I'm not drunk right now, and it would be awesome if uh, Mick was my sponsor. People watching out yeah. for you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you guys. <laughs> the uh, speaking of Mick, we have we have this little subplot, which is basically reading reading Dracula. And excited to be able to kill vampires. He has the same book I have. By the the way. same edition? I have the same edition back at home. I like literate Mick. And I like that they don't really comment on it. Just occasionally he'll drop a reference and you'll go, oh, so he likes that. He's bizarrely cultured considering how he presents. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, I, I feel like I'm the one with the beef this episode. <laughs> yeah! Dave's got beef. Uh, 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 Dave's got beef. Uh, 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 uh. 
Um, <laughs> so Dave's beef uh, is I, I. The thing is, like they, they introduce this thing, like he's always wanted to kill a vampire. Has he? We've known him for three years. (laughs) And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, vampires have always wanted to kill them. It would be one thing if it... And he happens to be reading Dracula, like, during this. And it's not like he's a big... He's a reader, and they probably read a lot on the ship, but it just kind of seems all convenient. Well, but uh, true. I mean, and, and certainly I felt like reading the book was a little too on the nose. But to be honest, I mean, we've been doing this show for almost, you know, for the, this is our third season doing it. Right. And I have no idea if either of you three have ever wanted to kill a vampire. You're like, I would love to kill a vampire. I think so. I more want to shoot a zombie in the head than kill a vampire. Sure. I mean, now that it's not something that I think actively about i don't assume that i will encounter a vampire to kill one so it's not i hadn't considered it but i guess if you ask me point blank yes i'm sure i would like to kill a vampire well see like i constantly think about this um killing vampires killing zombies like because every time i'm in somewhere i always think about what would happen if you know and i always come prepared i mean i don't have a stake what would happen if a vampire no more like more like zombie apocalypse (laughs) or things like that those are a little bit more but i'm like you know you got to be prepared for vampires too you always have have something wooden. I got yeah. very distracted by something, Lucretia, that you typed into the chat. Vote in our hot grapefruit poll. On hey, my yes. Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yep. I put All it right. up, guys. You know, Sweet. because uh, the choices are salt, sugar, or al natural. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Grapefruit. So we've like got to know. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag hot grapefruit. Uh, as we said, as I kind of led into that, it was like, we really don't know. I, I don't know what your stances are on vampires wanting to kill them. I would love to turn into a werewolf and fight a vampire. That's awesome. And then turn into a vampire werewolf. Yeah, oh, like, Do uh, you guys know that about me? Scott no, no. Speedman that's, in yeah, Underworld. Yeah, that's what I was right. That's Underworld. I'm more of a Buffy <laughs> lore person. Yeah, that but, be. you know, I also, there's, there's werewolves in Buffy. Yeah, also, I know, like, but turning like, into he a couldn't werewolf control himself. seems incredibly unpleasant every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, werewolves are the most tragic of the, I mean, of I'm the sure universal that, monsters. I'm sure that being sired and turned into a vampire would also be extremely unpleasant, but you only have to do it the once. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think werewolves or Frankenstein monsters are more tragic? Let's put up the poll. I know. Mm. All right, guys. We need a third one. Well, like I said, Frankenstein, you're an amalgamation of body parts. And uh-huh. in Mary Shelley's original book, Frankenstein's monster is a much more tragic character. And that's also what I like. in, yeah. in Bride of Frankenstein, which is the best of the mm-hmm. Frankenstein movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to side, uh, jump back to last week, Lex Michael and I, uh, we yeah. did this thing, which... And I've been contacted by many other people. Uh, last week's episode was oh. about uh, team building. And one of the things that Ray wanted to play with the Legends crew was two truths and a lie. Okay. Lex uh-huh. and I did that last week on the show. Should we recap briefly? Yeah, Please. what were yes. your two truths? So what were, what were, I remember yours. What were yours? Uh, mine were that uh, I uh, once uh, I pissed off uh, uh, David Carradine. Okay. <laughs> uh, shoot. I have uh, enough shirts that I could go three years without wearing the same one, and I'm a huge fan of country music. Definitely guys, country music yeah, is the lie. Country music is the yeah. lie. Well, fine. Fine, guys. Fine. See, that's, <laughs> that's, and well, that was my first guess, and that was what I was hoping for. But also, it struck me that Frank has that many Lucky shirts. Like Where music. do you keep all of the shirts? In a closet. In a clo- How and big is dressers. the closet? That like has to be the size of a garage. Frank it's is huge. a baller. Like, no. <laughs> Not really. Not really, guys. No. Okay. Uh, so mine was... God, what was mine? Oh, mine was uh, I have three cats at home. I am in a David Cronenberg movie. I was born in Brazil. Cronenberg. 
That's a lie. I, I know. You only have two cats. Uh, <laughs> two cats. Yeah. Maps to the stars. At the beginning, Mia Wasikowska gets off a bus and I get off the bus right behind her. <laughs> and I'm, it's a close-up on her, so I'm the most visible thing that isn't Mia Wasikowska or the bus. That's cool. Yeah. So, since Lex and I did that last weekend, the two yeah. of you were not here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put you on the spot right now, but start thinking in your heads mm-hmm. about your two truths and a lie. When you're ready, let us know, and we'll, uh, we'll go and see what you guys have for us. Uh-huh. All right? Okay. But in the meantime, we'll continue on with the breakdown of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> So we get to see our legends. They go in, and their first clue is they go to the morgue. As always, you go to the morgue. And uh, Mick gets a steak a guy right out of the bat. And uh, then we find out that this uh, the mortician, though, has a watch from, uh, like, 2017. So, or 2016, I guess. Even 2015, because that's when Dark died, 2015. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. so it would have been a, a, a Palmer smartwatch back then playing Return of the Mac. I I like that this guy didn't really seem to question what the device was. Like he seemed to adapt to this future tech pretty well. Well, he could tell it was a watch. It's just like a really weird watch. When did wristwatches become more of the fashion than pocket watches? Oh, but it does say a. T- oh, it says a digital time on it too. Yeah, right. And this isn't necessarily me like nitpicking at something I perceive as a problem. It's just something now that I'm thinking about. Yeah. When did wristwatches supplant pocket watches right. as the the thing? But yeah, also the digital the digital display on yeah. it. I I always loved this. One thing I liked about this episode was whenever they force people to have terrible accents. <sighs> I kind of love that. Yeah. Yes. It's always fun. All the, like all the like and it. <laughs> it's like that was not even close to Scottish, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> no, it slipped into somewhere between Boston and Brooklyn at a certain point. I mean, it's oh, only yeah. Jack's the only one that can really roll out. Like, well, because he's actually yes. from yeah. the UK, yeah. so mm-hmm. he gets like sound really cool. He's like, yeah, I got it, I got it on lock. Uh, I mean, the big the big mystery for the most of this episode is who is this this future body that has fallen through time? Future and, body, yes. And who is this future dead person? How soon did you realize that it was Damien Dark? When they opened the box. <laughs> that was it for me. <laughs> well, when when it was like Oliver's uh, thumbprint was on here, I was like, yeah, it's dark. <laughs> well, I guess I should have guessed it because we saw like a commercial with Damien Dark in it. Uh-huh. Oh, but, well, and also not for nothing, at the beginning of the show, the uh, special appearance by Neil McDonough credit. But uh, I, stopped, I stopped thinking about it at a certain point. Yeah, I guess I'm just excited for whenever Constantine yes. is going to uh-huh. show up. Is it 9 so. and 10? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is nine and ten. Remember, we, we've already had this discussion. Okay, so I I did not remember those numbers. So I was like, ooh, maybe it's Constantine because he would have had interactions with oh, Oliver yeah. Queen. That's true. True. So that's who I thought, but you know, Dirk was good. It was a good oh. choice, and also I, I do love that action sequence to return. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just jump ahead and talk about that for a second. There, that <laughs> yeah. an unexpected. I mean, I guess you know we knew it. Uh, he was playing Return of the Mac on the smartwatch, but yeah. to have a whole fight sequence choreographed to that was and, yeah. and him Man. getting to let loose with his magic, which was something that he got back for part of season two of Legends when they were in like the dark timeline that the Legion of Doom created. But I don't yeah. we haven't really seen him have full access to his powers for a long right. time. No. So it was a nice return. There's a lot of good action in this. There was also a really good um uh Sarah moment in the when they take down when they do the 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 rip 
and White Canary are coming down the oh, uh, the hall. The hall. Yeah. And she does a really cool flip and kick. I thought that was like. Now let's talk about that scene. There is my little bit of beef on that scene. Oh, it's just like a, it's a it's a beeflet. <laughs> just a tiny bite-sized portion. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> you guys really snack this up, but they come up with this plan that they've done before. It's like a but jerky they, stick. But they do it in the hallway where the two guards can clearly see them, and they're like, "Okay, we should try something different." And oh, then, we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, like I straight <laughs> love that. It's like Sarah just kicks ass, and then Rip is like, "All right, I'll sit him with the wine at the end." Like that was his move. Because like, basically, yeah. it's, it's like if Frank yeah. turned uh, and we turned to you guys and we're like, "Wait a second, I got an idea. We're drunk." This will fool us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you'll never notice. Also, we just turned into zombies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not an actor, Dave. Not like you. <laughs> no one can be as good as me. We also <laughs> see that uh, Stein, we get to find out that he's got a great, great, great grandfather, uh, Henry Stein, that was an actor. Right. And I feel like this was like teased but never really fully exploited because I feel like at some point this begs for <laughs> Him assuming his great great grandfather's identity for a second, right. and I it never like happened. We it did feel like a very big setup with no payoff at all. Yes, I felt like it was just so you could have a Frankenstein nod, but they didn't even make that joke. It's so no, it's, it, I feel like it was like, "Hey, Victor Garber, what do you want to do before you leave?" He's like, "I want to have a mustache and, um, you know, be kind uh, of like a Kevin Spacey as Doctor Frankenstein." Want to speak in an accent? Yeah. For sure. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, the IMDb ad started playing because <laughs> I was I wanted to make sure I was looking at the cast list. Um, but yeah, I I feel like it, maybe he just wanted to make sure he was in the entire episode. <laughs> but as somebody as a as a, a character who will not miss an opportunity to get into costume, yeah. Like, this was just begging yeah, for was... Stein to assume his, his uh, great 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 Do you think role. there was a deleted scene? Maybe they had to, like, <laughs> Yeah. Mm, I can't get this mustache on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that would have made sense. Uh, we did get to hear his uh, silky voice. That's right. As he's saying, uh, yeah. Lullaby. Yeah. Yeah. It's little baby cute. Ronnie. It's uh, you guys probably talked yeah. about this last week, but I had a beef with last week's episode. Playing it out, yeah. retro beef. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> this beef has come from the past. <laughs> for you to eat is a week old. I, 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 you know, whenever they do that weird, they can't have countdowns like this. They can't have like. I have to go back and see the the birth of my grandson. You can go at any time. You yeah. have a time machine. <laughs> they didn't. If they establish that in order that for some reason they have to keep the same time as when they originally left, for some reason that would be okay. But they never established that. So this whole I miss my grandson and I'm gonna miss catching up with him. Like just go back. Okay. To what it is. If anything, maybe this like weird phone they created is actually creating this time paradox of like they have to stay on the same line. It's weird. Yeah, that's true. But then you wish that was the case that for them to say that. Yeah, then they say that or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like maybe like in order to stop time from breaking at all, we have to make sure time happens at the same. 
I don't know. Just make up some mumbo jumbo <laughs> and just do it. But they haven't. No. So it just feels weird when they're like, I'm missing all this stuff. It's like, you're not. Nope. You, you can literally go back in time. If he's dying, that would be a whole other thing because his time is running out. But yes. that's not the case. And it was very true. That was a while that was a week old, it was still delicious. That was my week old moldy beef. <laughs> uh, to jump back to Mick reading Dracula, we get to the end of the episode and we, we keep playing the big countdown. Like, I got three pages left, I got two pages left, I'm on the last page, and we never see him like kind of sum up <laughs> yeah. anything about it. You never even right. see him go, and I'm done. Yeah, well, or even just like uh, like, a, like something that he like, got from the whole novel. No, nothing. Well, right, and it never really again because we don't really hit the vampirism thing all that hard after the first act or so. It really there's no there's not much of a connection to anything else that happens. It's almost like there's a weird e plot that's just <laughs> Mick reads a book that is not tied into the A, B, C, or D plot of the episode. Yeah, maybe it was like that episode of Cougar Town where Jules had never read a book before, so like they had this whole thing about she had to read To Kill a Mockingbird. Maybe this was like a, a part that they cut out and that he had to read sure. the whole book. That seems like now, more logical. <laughs> sure, just like Cougar Town. That's right. Everything, That's right. everything yeah. comes back to Cougar Town. Everything guys. goes back to Cougar Town. Yeah. Speaking of the end of the episode, we get, where, uh, we get Dark Alive. That's a real episode. Everybody's fighting. And... We get Sarah and Amaya. They come in and kind of try to save the day. I don't understand why they didn't bring every single legend in on this. I mean, I know they had to blow a hole out of the cargo door and they had to get out. Was there some kind of limited reason that only two of them went? Because if, if Sarah is so dead set that Dark cannot be alive, why mm-hmm. don't you bring everything that you've got on you to make sure that that doesn't happen? Yeah. That was my little. That was a little. Was little, little, little beef. Beef. Yeah, a little beef. Yeah, but you know, fun action sequence. No, fun action sequence for sure. But I'm I mean, also glad they're getting into their costumes more. That's kind of nice. Yeah, and Sarah's got that sweet new new suit. Yeah, yeah I like her new outfit better. It's cool. I like cool, the sleeves. Cool does. Yeah. Cool things. We got some nice, fun like amulet lasers going on. Some little totem juice. We're great. Totem totem juice. Juice. Yeah, right. totem juice. Well, totem speaking juice, of totem juice, fruits. 40 ounces of totem <laughs> juice. Wow. Uh, the totem juice, we do get to see Amaya and Sari kind of see that their totems have some sort of connection. Yeah. Because the energies kind of interact for a moment. Yeah, they do. What, to, what that means, who knows? I don't know, guys. Yeah, do we want to see the results of the sweet totem poll here? Oh, my gosh. I did. Yes. Um, and we'll get the grapefruit one later. Um, they're still voting. But, um, yeah, so... Zari's at 40%, Mari is at 50 and Darkie is only at 10 for the best totem powers. Okie doke. Well, it was okay. Okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was a rhyming scheme here. I know. I wouldn't have chosen that word for dark, but that's okay. <laughs> Can uh, I ask? You know, that's what his friends call him. I am... Mm, I don't. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Anyway, uh, I have a question. And maybe this is something that has been answered explicitly, and I either missed it or I'm spacing on it hardcore. We know, for example, that Mari's powers, you know, with her totem, it's, it's animal powers. She can assume the abilities of any animal. And now, yeah. per the tag on one of the earlier episodes this season, she apparently can also make, like, ghosts of animals. Like, yeah. right? She can have them manifest outside of her. What exactly is Zari's powers? Wind. So far, I've it, seen her, like, is yeah. it just the wind thing? Because I've I seen her make she, the tornadoes. She's an airbender. Okay. That's, That's what I get from her, is that, that she's an airbender. That tracks for me, so I'm excited for, like, Tornado Panthers. Like, whatever, oh. however we mash one with the other. Because all I remembered her doing with the with her totem so far was making, like, the, the twisters and sending them up into the sky. I was hoping for, like, you know, singing Red Hot Chili Peppers songs as you throw away the Zephyr Wind, the West Wind, 
fly away on my zipper. <laughs> you, <What>? <laughs> <laughs> you have the weirdest references. <laughs> I feel like my mind is like an episode of Family Guy. Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. yep, something that one per- at least like what one person what? in here will get it, and then you're like, all right, there's that one guy. That's who this is for. Like, zipper yes. with. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like, I really wish like it's Swamp Thing dog. was on the way too because we're getting all these elemental abilities because yeah. we have the animal elemental, the wind, water, mm. earth. I assume is coming. Heart, That's fire. Right. Yep, there you go. And they they told fire. me last week, uh, the last time when I made the Captain Planet reference, they're like, oh, "Mari's is heart, uh, technically, because it's the spirit of the animal." I was corrected on my kind of, I'm not drunk, guys. Like, I had Wikipedia one French beer before I came. Just because she's a hot chili peppers fan does not mean she's drunk. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that means I do other stuff. Some, a square is a rhombus, but a rhombus is not always a square. And red hot chili pepper fans are not always drunk. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jonathan Deming. I'm one of your favorite hosts. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get to see, of course, we get introduced to uh, Madam Eleanor, who's a psychic that stats. Stein introduces. Yeah. And she, of course, uh, senses a doubter in the room, which is Zari, doesn't buy into any of this stuff, and sits down and then channels what she, what Zari presumes to be, is her brother's spirit. Yeah. And that was uh, Courtney Ford, Brandon Ralph's wife. They're playing oh, Madame Eldenor. Yeah. 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 They're married? I didn't yeah. realize that. And it, it took me a minute to place her, but she was uh, Trinity's Trinity daughter, daughter on yeah. Dexter. And then you mentioned right. that she was on the Naked Man episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. So. Uh, <laughs> I liked her a lot in this episode, and it seemed like we're possibly going to be seeing more of her. I think she's yeah. joined the this dark team. It's like Legion 2.0. Yeah, this because right now Mollus's uh, uh, gang is um, the water lady and, and this uh, medium and also dark. So building up this kind of supernatural. Yeah. And Malice, uh, voiced by John Noble. Yeah, who I mm. love. So whether we what, actually. What have yeah. we seen John Noble in? He was in Fringe. Fringe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Oh. So whether he shows up on camera, uh, mm-hmm. we don't know yet. Because as Malice says, you, your mind couldn't handle seeing my true form. Wait, is he the, is he the doctor in Fringe? Who was he in French? Yeah, he was um, the main doctor. He was the main doctor? Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's great. Yeah. There you go. Now okay. you'll be able to hear him. Can't wait for Can't. more. <laughs> I, though, so I liked her a lot in this episode, and yeah, I, I would hope that we see more of her. But then another part of my brain the entire time, in a world where we've got Constantine on these shows, in a world where, yeah, we've all mentioned at one point or another that we'd love to see Swamp Thing, this entire episode, I kept thinking about how much I would love to see Zatanna on one of these shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She is much needed. I feel like she would fit really well with this team, and I'm surprised that they haven't gone that route. Yeah. Right. Well, so you need to say something for season four or five mm. or six. <laughs> they need to use those magic ones. That's to right. Come back. There you, go. <laughs> I, you know, it's probably they probably have something in the works because with Zatanna in another property, and there's a lot of juggling. When yeah, well, stuff. I would assume if they're holding Zatanna for something else, it would be this Justice League Dark movie that they've had yeah. in development for a long time. But that's also a would be a Constantine thing. Yeah, it's true. It seems like they're they're they go back and forth a little bit on which characters that they're allowing the TV branch to use and which ones they aren't. But I feel like in a world where Supergirl has had Superman on multiple episodes, I feel like hopefully the tide is turning in a direction of uh, more. Inclusivity for every comic book character, right. and and uh, Oliver Queen just name dropped Bruce Wayne last week, maybe on it was Arrow? a few weeks ago. Yeah. Was it, like, no, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't last week. It was the week before last. Yeah, 
and it was just real quick. It wasn't like I need to call Bruce Wayne. It was he was like talking to the press or something, and he was like, "Well, he isn't Bruce Wayne doesn't leave Gotham to something or other." Yeah, right. Interesting. All right. The one thing we learned with Zarya and this totem at the end, which I don't think we've ever seen, like with Amaya and her totems, that if you take it off. That you can summon it back to you. Yeah, well, that the both of the totems have a fam- familial link to both of them, so it makes sense that they can have the ability to kind of summon it back. That's true. Hey, that's my totem. Even if you give it away so foolishly, right? Yeah, well, I guess even as she said, like you won't do that again. So I guess she's right. She won't do. Like, she no. won't do it. She again. will not let, let, let that happen again. Uh, we also get uh, Nate's bit this episode, which I feel like Nate his power set is like the mo- is one of the easiest to disrupt. Like you get him intoxicated, you you knock him out. Uh, you really think he's easier than Ray's uh, to disrupt? Uh, but Ray, I feel like Ray's is of his own doing more often than not. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. I think that just I think that just tends to happen with every comic book you read. There's always like in every comic, some somehow like Superman loses his powers for some reason. You know, it just it just kind of comes with the superhero genre. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I, like like Ray is like some kind of mechanical malfunction. Uh-huh. But like with Nate, it could be he drinks too much, or he gets knocked out, or he gets injected with something, or roofied. Yeah, there's yeah. just that's uh, why it was Stein. So the the roofie. Yeah, as I said, runs it's, in the family. Yeah, <laughs> the like, roofie runs, runs in the, the family. family. Yeah. Runs in the family. It's very reminiscent of the Texas Chainsaw Three tagline. <laughs> the the saw, the saw is family. family. The roofie yeah. is family. The Rufius family. Oh, Chainstein. And since this whole thing was kind of built around vampires, because we do see two puncture wounds on the victims, when Nate is about to get stuck by this doctor and he pulls out like a a, a two headed syringe, and he's like, oh, that's not, they're not vampire marks or vampire bites. And he's like, oh, no, this is a lovely, and then everybody breaks in and like that whole thing just like, never really figure out like why he wanted this two syringe thing. It kind of just gets like smacked away. I don't mind that because I think that it's probably two punctures because so people will think it's a vampire Mm -hmm. and that kind of puts some. Fog over the whole thing. Everyone's looking for vampires, and that they're not looking for two scientists. Eh, maybe, but even I felt like even the scientist was like when Nate called it out. He's like, "Oh, this!" Like even he was surprised that it was like the vampires. I would I didn't actually think that it would be for vampires. Uh, but uh, <laughs> eating that beef, I don't like it. Oh, the beef I feel meat. like that's like some things you got to let pass. And this is just <laughs> this is one of the beefs you got to just. Pass. I mean, beef's supposedly pretty hard to pass. No, wait a minute. Yeah. Is this a beef that we have to let pass? Yeah. And being able to go back to any point in time, since you have a time ship, is a beef that we need to still no, sup on? No, it just needs to be, like, uh, noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Put a spotlight on that beef. But this is like, come on. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a fake out. And that's just what they were doing. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I will... Take back my beef. Take back that beef. I do like that we are establishing beef policy. Yeah. That makes me feel more secure. You know, we ought to have rules. Unlike this damn Time Bureau, they just do whatever the hell they want. But these beef rules, we got it down. We're going to write up a beef charter. Yeah. A beef bill of rights. Speaking of that, of the the charters and stuff, we do get a a nice conversation between Rip and Sarah talking about, because Sarah, as she says, uh, full stop, I do not want Dark to come back to life. And Rip is like, no, we got to let him come back to life. Because we need to have malice. Because I've been chasing malice for five years. The Time Bureau, they don't, they, they have uh, layers of bureaucracy. They're not going to help. I need you folks to help me do this. And part of that requires us letting Dark come back to life. During that moment, we know what happens at the end of the episode. But at the beginning, could you see, like, 
do you feel like we should have sided with Rip on that? It's like, yeah, let him go back to life so we can get Malice, or we with Sarah, like, do not let this guy. Yeah, I'm with Sarah. Like, keep him away, and that, that will keep Malice away, too, because Malice is, like, recruiting these people. So it'll hurt Malice to, to end him. So that made sense. Yeah, because I feel like Rip, if he learned anything, I get, which I, I don't know if he has, like, that first season, I think he's learned, like, if I keep secrets away from this team, we suck. But if I tell everybody, we do better. Maybe so, we're looking at Rip at different timelines. Maybe yeah. that's what's happening. I don't know. Yeah, different timelines, Rip. Because, I mean, Rip basically created his own worst enemy. I mean, he yeah. was, like, essentially Mojo Jojo the first constantly. season. And he's gone back. Like, yeah. He's constantly <laughs> creating his own worst enemies. Yeah, I know. He it's like, that dude, with all of his enemies. Why do you never learn? You're insane. No. <laughs> uh, but we do find he has one last protocol for Gideon, which is that with the gentleman's dreadnought. Yeah, I don't know why they had to be like that. Looks like it's the last. Just keep it around. You know, <laughs> you could you could bring that up at any point. I, that's maybe his most daunting feature is that he knows the secrets <laughs> of the Wave Rider and no one else does. That's true. He knows Gideon like the back of his hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just remember there's a moment in that Sarah conversation with Rip where she's she's talking about how like she she doesn't want to, but she knows like we have to. No. She's talking about, she referenced the fact that if, you know, I put Damien Dark back in the timeline to let him kill my sister again. This is not really important, but technically it's not again, right? She put him back in the timeline so that he could do it the one time he did it. Yeah. Yeah, he already killed the sister. He's back in time now. Right, but if we put him back in the timeline before that happened in the correct place and wipe his memory like we did, and then he goes on to kill Laurel like he does, it's not like he does it again. He only does it once. You're just enabling that moment on the... It's not important. Yeah. I understand But, I mean, I I, I mean, like, Sarah was right. Like, uh, if I could suck it up, like, I've grown Rip. Like, because Rip tries to throw shade on her. So, like, you know, come on. You're you're not any better than me. It's like, I put put him right back in the timeline. So, suck it, Rip. Stop doing this. But to get back to the the, the fail-safes, I just imagine, like, Rip hanging out with Gideon and just come up with all these bizarre scenarios that he would need to, like, I need Gideon for this. I need Mm. you to do this when this happens. I need one where you just turn into a sexy lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming in with all the names. Gideon called this the gentleman's dreadnought. Oh, bravo. I did nice. it. Ooh, I totally thought I like it was going to be something I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. Let's make a cake again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, what I say, give me, <laughs> give me a company pie. I want you to bake me a biggest cake you possibly can. <laughs> and when I say a squat cobbler. <laughs> what, what, squat cobbler, everybody. That was from Better Call Saul. So. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we we end the episode with Rip getting egg on his face. He's brought Damien Dark back. He's blown it, and Sarah rats him out to the time bureau. There, uh, there's one thing we jumped over, which was the cameo from Curtis. Yeah, uh, where he's talking to him on the. Okay, yeah. so the way I read this scene was uh, that Curtis was really impressed by very basic technology, which is he's very impressed at the lab, and then Ray says something like, "Oh, but check this out." And then they just beep him over to the bigger screen, and he's like, "Whoa!" Yes. He didn't yeah. go, "Whoa!" Does that like he, he did? He was he was did, taking it back. Did it expand? Huh? Maybe it expanded his field of vision. Yeah, and now he got more to see more of, of the, the lab, lab at once. But it I was wasn't like, just wow. not only that, but we have the Bluetooth. And you heard <laughs> yeah. it's like you've got T spheres, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but to like the the whole uh, subplot about splitting up Firestorm and how I like by the end of the episode we got to a place where Stein had a moment to go, bro, like. That's not cool that you were going to do that and not tell me about it. Yeah. 
but yeah, I like that moment. I, I like yeah. that they, I, I like that they came to a point of resolution where it, it made some sense to both of them. I also, I'm glad they didn't do. I feel like they were about to do the storyline where Stein was like, "Well, you don't, you don't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you want to split up with me? Because you don't, you don't like me anymore." And they didn't do that. They just did the like, "Hey, maybe." I feel like you should talk to me because it's dangerous. It feels like it's something else. They didn't do the you don't like me storyline. I mean, I guess this is just the nature of these shows or just dramas in general where even though I think this team has learned by now that we should just be upfront with each other, just because of the, the nature of the genre, you're always going to have somebody trying to keep something from another person. Well, you say drama, but they're basically soap operas. Yeah. They're soap operas with more CG. Yeah. True. True. It's just, it just does get tiresome at some point. We're just like, guys... How many times do we need to go? I think it's okay to me because I feel like he wanted to figure out how to do it with the other genius in the ship so he could be like, it's safe, it's okay, let's do this. True, let's not bring in the guy that actually created this. Let's keep him on the outs. Wait, 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 come on. (laughs) He's competent. They're not heroes, they're misfits. Ray has a, a track record that is dubious at best. <laughs> but they're not heroes. They are misfits. That's true. If anything, they are legends. <laughs> Should we do our two thirds of the line? Yes. No. Oh, that's right. 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 Who's ready? Lucretia, you ready? Here, I'll do it. Yeah. Do it. All right. So I have a master's degree. I did Dancing with the Stars Dallas for charity. Or I have a criminal record. Which one's the lie? I know which which one it isn't. No. I know one of the ones it yeah. isn't. I am going to go with a criminal record. You definitely have a criminal criminal record. I don't know. I feel like the twist is that she must, but she doesn't. I would, would totally be surprised. Uh, I'm going to go master's degree. I'm going to go master's degree. Actually, I have a master's degree. That was the one I knew was true. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, and I did do Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, Twist. out of all the felonies <laughs> that I have actually committed and all the calls <laughs> that have been made when I was a child, guess who never got arrested? Yeah. <laughs> That's because my mom always told me, if you're doing something illegal, don't draw attention to yourself. <laughs> And that's the only reason why. There you go. <laughs> Parenting. Okay. Yep. That's funny. I <laughs> love Dave. You child. Have to. Uh, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. My Halloween uh, last week was interrupted by uh, a figure from the OJ trial. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, last week. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and um, I won Homecoming King um, in high school, but my date was a cardboard cutout of Sarah Michelle Geller with my face pasted over it. <laughs> okay. And I know how to play the Star Spangled Banner on accordion. Oh. This one's actually this is hard. I know. I'm like, I know Good. one of these for sure is true, but I'm trying to think of the which which I one. I feel like that the high school thing is like so specific. Yeah, so many details to it. Like it's either gonna be, it's either gonna be true or it's gonna be the twist where part of the story is wrong. Yeah, 
Like, oh, yeah, it's like, right. yeah, it was a cardboard cutout of uh, it David Boreanaz. It was Jennifer Boreanaz. Love Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yours was David and mine was Jennifer. <laughs> Who did you think it was? <laughs> uh, so I will go with the Star Spangled Banner one. Oh, but that seems so weird enough that Dave would know how to do that. Yeah, that I'm gonna go with the homecoming because I'm still going with it was actually Jennifer Love Hewitt. <sighs> yeah, I'll go with that one too. Yeah. Okay, Lex Michael. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the accordion one too, even though I am not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to play the accordion. No! Okay, oh! dang it. Oh! <laughs> Last, I almost went with that. That was so good. But last week, I was giving out candy at a party, and then Cato mm-hmm. Kalen showed up, yeah. and he was very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I only know this because Dave told me like before yeah. the show. Yeah, and I did win Homecoming King after bringing uh, in high school after bringing that a I, That coat. I totally awesome. bought. Awesome. That yeah. seems like a very Dave thing. And also the non-specificity in figure from the OJ trial. I feel yeah. like if it was a lie, you would have gone more specific. That the thing is, that's why I went with I didn't want to be specific because mm-hmm. I felt like that would have like that would have read it as a, as true I don't know okay now did Kato Kalen show up with uh, San's child so he was just by himself trick or treating give me some what do, uh, no, he was passing out candies with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just That's can't crazy. believe no one thought that me dancing was a lie because yeah. I don't really dance. I was also gonna like, bring up mm-hmm. I was gonna bring up my dance oh, troupe, no. but, yeah. I was, but I think you guys all know I'm yeah, in my dance troupe. Uh, By the way, if you're in uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're in LA next Monday at UCB Theater Sunset, ten thirty, we're get, my dance troupe will be performing at the Liquid Feet show with my good friend Chris Fleming. He'll be coming by. He's a he's an internet he's an internet star. So you come by and see, to go see, that. see Chris and me dance. And, and we don't really have a definitive answer on this hot grapefruit poll, oh, guys. Wow. So our, salt, what's our results as of right now? Yeah, salt is forty percent, sugar is forty percent, and all natural is twenty. Wow, guys, this is a debate that wow. could go on forever. The great, yeah, because I would go with debate. all natural. Well, sugar for me. Mm. Hot grapefruit. Uh, Dave, hot are grapefruit. you your sugar? Yes, Lex. I probably just go on natural. Damn, we're done. We still don't have. Yeah. I know. We're split. Oh wait, no, no, because no. we, oh. we we tip it over. Our David yeah. and I votes tip it over into sugar. sugar. The winner is sugar, guys. Yep. Sugar. Everything's right in the world. Sugar does it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Dave Child. <laughs> Dave Child. Or DaveChild.com. I also want to plug something else. I'm trying to get as many eyes on a short I recently made, and I just found out it won the Audience Award at the Tucson Film Festival. Hey, congrats. So uh, go to my go to my Twitter. It's the pinned tweet. Uh, check out Press Start. It's about a guy who finds out his life is a video game, and he has a load and save button on his wrist. So he tries to... Have the best date he possibly can with it. So it's a it's a good little short. Watch it. I'm very proud of it. I wrote it and produced it. It's good. Sweet. I am all over social media at the Lex Michael here at AfterBuzz. I'm on Supergirls Monday nights. I swear I'm actually on this show. I haven't been on so far that much this season because my schedule's been all over the place. I anticipate a return at some point. Don't shake your head. A return at some point in the relatively near future. I've also got a podcast that I do with Tari J. Miller. It's called Missing Out. It is on all of the podcast things. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on the Google 
one, whatever that one is. Uh, and we share pieces of media with each other that we feel the other is missing out on. Our, October, the entire month, was horror movies. We had some guests on. We had your Lucretia Lyon to talk about Jason Lives. We had your Dave Child to talk about Wes Craven's <laughs> New Nightmare. We gotta get your Frank Moran onto this particular program, and then we will have a complete set. But check it out. We love doing that show. We hope you guys like it too. Missing Out. Uh, also on Twitter at Missing Outcast. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And right here on this same channel for After Buzz TV, Sci-Fi, Fantasy, and Superheroes, we will be doing a horror TV weekly on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Catch us this Sunday. So if you're looking to actually recap Lucifer, I know you, I read I read the comments, <laughs> guys. Don't worry. I'm going to talk about it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, folks, thanks for joining us. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes, not just for us, but more importantly, to en- enable Lex Michaels. A, a star addiction. Star addiction, yeah. That's right. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. You make the show so much more fun to do when we get to hear your thoughts as well. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and yell at me about things uh, at Happy Go Jackie. That's right. So until next time, folks, we'll see you back here next Tuesday night for another episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. I love you. Speed off. Swamp off. Wait. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Speed off. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 